Hey, hi, hello, hi, and welcome back to Watch It Again, the podcast where we talk movies, TV shows, comic books, and everything in between. As always, I'm your host, Jacob. I'm Kat. I'm Nick. Sorry, I was just trying to have yeah. a sip of beer really quickly. Um, Kat, what's happening this week? This week, we're going back to the OG format where... Some- well, not quite. OG, the, like the second season Yeah, but also format. Like, the movies are on the list, so it's not the OG, OG format. I was talking about the format where someone writes a fucking report, yeah, guys. We, yeah, we didn't start like that. That's like a... We did that like a year in. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, Kat's giving a report this anyway, week. So me and Nick on. are going to sit back and shut the fuck up. And I Kat's going like to begin. attacked right off the bat. No. So Why would we fine. attack you? You're in, you're in charge right now. So this week, I hope both of you watched... Birdman. Oh, no. I was about God. to like, be like, oh, yeah, that 19 oh, I thought you said Batman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but seriously, did yes, you I both did. watch yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> we, we both definitely did. So, Birdman, or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, um, was released in 2014 to widespread critical acclaim. Isn't it The Birdman of Alcatraz from 1962? That's what I watched. It was directed by... <laughs> Did you mean Angry Birds 2? <laughs> Is this just going to continue for the whole podcast? That's all we've got. No. Carry on. It was Did you mean Rio, the <laughs> movie about birds? I can't believe neither of you have just said Birds by Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, yeah. N- never heard of it. I was expecting that to come up. <laughs> that's, that's that's not what I watched. Anyway, okay. yep, carry on. So... Lounge is really comfy. It was directed... <laughs> By Alejandro in our, I can't say his last name. In give it a crack. In our That's it. Well done. I Continue. don't believe either no. of you. <laughs> um, and it stars Michael Keaton, Edward Norton, Emma Stone, Naomi Watts, Andrea Risenborough, Amy last. Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I wrote him last, so I have more time to think about how to pronounce his name. Plenty of build up. Zach. <laughs> Galifianakis. <laughs> Well I done. I don't know. I feel like it's wrong. If I knew which That's the cheer button was on the po- on the controller, I'd press it. But okay, no. Well um, done. So the film had a budget of eighteen million and grossed more than one hundred and three million worldwide. So that's pretty fucking good. Worldwide, that doesn't seem like much these days. Well, I mean, it made like because this a was bit like, over it, five didn't times it win its budget. Picture? It, I'll get to that. Oh, well, it just doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like much for best picture. It, it was literally going to be my next sentence. Like, it received praise towards its, scre- its screenplay, direction, cinematography, and the performances of the cast, particularly Keaton, Norton, and Stone. Birdman was nominated for nine Academy Awards and won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Cinematography. So, pretty fucking solid. I don't think it should have won Best Cinematography. Why not? What the fuck would have that year? No, what? no, I don't, I don't care what else comes out. The whole movie's like thing is, oh, we're going to do a fake one take. And then with like... 10 minutes to go there, ruin it and put a montage in and then I'm, go back to it. I mean, it fucking shits me. It kind of like, no. Wait, where's okay. the montage? I forget. I, cuts, I literally just seen it. It cuts to like a band and like all this other stuff. Oh, the very yes. Near the end. And yeah. it's like, yeah. why have you done this? You've, co- you committed to a bit from the second shot. But it's meant to yeah, true. be there though. Yeah. Why did it's they, just, why did they exactly, do that? Exactly. Why did they do that? Symbolizes his, Internal disruption. Just cut to it. Just pan down to a TV, have the montage on the screen, and then pan away. You know? Yeah, this movie sucks. Yeah. Jacob. You're welcome. Uh, Cat, carry go? on. 
No, I think we should just leave it there. Okay, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. What have you guys been watching this week? <laughs> um, okay, should we talk a bit about the plot? Yeah, I guess we can sure. brush through it a little bit. So, Birdman centers on Regan Thompson, played by Michael Keaton, um, an actor famous for having played the superhero Birdman in a series of blockbuster films. From the 90s. From the 90s. So they probably yeah. weren't that great. No. Yeah, no. Also, in that, the Avengers exist in this universe. Yeah. And Johnny Depp. Right, but... As Captain Jack Sparrow. So, but you're, so you're implying that... Was... That Regan played the Vulture later? Yeah, so, so does he play the Vulture later and like kind of lean into that whole Birdman thing, <laughs> right? But also, is... What's his name? He's the Hulk, isn't he? Edward, Edward Norton. Norton. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was, but I, I So think does that actor in like this play canon. the Hulk? I think, no, I think the implication is that he is always just... You, you're just supposed to picture him as Mark Ruffalo all the time. Okay, but I'm just like, in this universe, did that actor play the Hulk? Because that would be funny. I mean, why does um, his daughter look like Gwen Stacy from another universe? Yeah. True. Everyone's oh, been in a fucking Marvel from movie just, now. Yeah, like she's just in the movie. Yeah. But also, what year was this? 2014. Yeah, okay, so we're a bit in the yeah, okay. We're in the thick of it. So yeah. So close to him being in the Yeah, so I thought that was mm. funny. I'm like huh. <laughs> You look like you're about to fall off that couch. <laughs> <laughs> it's really comfy. Should have done this from the beginning. Um so Riggan is trying to regain recognition by writing, directing and starring in a Broadway adaptation of Raymond Carver's short story, What We Talk About When We Talk About Love. The film draws viewers behind the scenes of the fraught production and into Riggan's mind. The character of Birdman taunts Riggan whenever he is alone and Riggan... Riggan? Riggan. Riggan. I thought it was... It's Riggan. What's R-I-W-G-A-N. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought it was just how Americans said it. I thought it was like Is it like Craig and Craig? Oh, when people say Craig, it pisses me off. Fucking Craig, you read. If it's Craig, it's C-R-E-double-G. Not AI. It's, yeah. It's the thing that's okay. Greg well, or I'm Craig, going not with Craig. Because yeah. I'm Australian and that's we pronounce things right. What does he get called in the movie? Regan. Okay, well then that's what his name is. But it's like a it's like a it's like a soft eye. It's like a I Yeah, I, I thought it was just how Americans say Regan. Anyway, carrying on. So basically he frequent frequently visualizes himself performing feats of levitation and telekinesis. Um, but it's unclear whether these are delusions or not, which is kind of reinforced at the end. Um, the Birdman character wants Regan to return to blockbuster cinema and insists that he's an essential part of Regan's identity. So Jake, played by Zach Galifianakis. Just say it, different, say it differently every time and you'll be correct. Galifankis. <laughs> That's the hey, one. she did it correctly that time. Well Hooray. done. Um, so he plays um, Regan's best friend and lawyer. Um, who He's so good in this. And he's also producing the play, um, which co-stars Regan's girlfriend, Laura, um, and Broadway debutante, Leslie. Um, Regan's daughter, Sam, played by Emma Stone, a recovering drug addict with whom he's trying to reconnect, is working as his assistant. Um, the day before the first preview, a light fixture falls onto Riggins' hapless co-star, Ralph, ah. at Leslie's... How's he not dead? Yeah. <laughs> that hit him so solidly. Like, a fucking stage light cracked his skull open. He's like, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. Was, they said bl- there was, like, blood coming yeah, out like, of his ears. He yeah, like, he's dead. Man's dead. dead. And then Regan's like, oh, yeah, that was me. 
And he's just so... With his mind powers? <laughs> yeah, with his mind powers. Do you think his mind powers are real in this? I'd like to believe so. Because at the end, I know this is jumping forward a bit, but like his daughter sees him flying away. But does she? Or is she just on drugs again? And she's just looking up like, yes, the world is finally rid of him. Mm. Don't know. I'd like Maybe to think she's looking is. at a billboard. Also, the opening scene is levitating, so... But we also see him like spin things and throw mm. things across the room. Exactly. So I reckon he's got telekinesis. He's but he real never does it in front of anyone. See, I think he would be. I, I, I would think yes, but uh, there is a point where he like flies around and then when he's like walking mm. back into the theatre, a cab driver runs after him for yeah. not paying. So I think it's all bullshit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So the day before, yep, yeah, so the um, fixture falls onto Ralph. Um, at Leslie's suggestion, Regan replaces Ralph with her boyfriend, the brilliant but volatile and self-absorbed method actor, Mike Shiner. Do you guys want to have a guess at who Mike Shiner, the character, was based on? Which one's Mike Sh- Oh, Edward Norton's character? Yeah. Is it like a Broadway person? No. No, it's going to be someone that's like super problematic now. <laughs> oh, is it Robert Downey Jr.? No. No. Do you want to tell you? No, 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 let me guess, let me guess. I've uh-huh. given up. <sighs> give up, Nick. No. Danny DeVito. No. Okay, give ah! up. So it was based on a few different people. But oh. But one, no, oh. No, no, oh, no, fuck no, 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 no. But one of, one of the main people that this was based on was Edward Norton. <laughs> oh, well, didn't you just say that? No. I swear someone... Well, How many beers have, been have you had? One. As if Edward Norton's based on Edward Norton. Is Edward Norton really that much of a fuckwit? <laughs> yeah, that's why he's not the Hulk anymore. Oh. Because he was being a fuckwit a bunch. Um, so the per- first previews are disastrous. Mike breaks character over the replacement of his gin with water, attempts to rape Leslie during a sex scene, and claims that the prop gun does not look real. Riggin clashes continually with Mike, um, culminating in a... Bl- in bleh, yeah, that was so many L's all at once. <laughs> um, in a brawl after Regan reads a New York, New York Times interview with Mike in which he steals Regan's personal reason for doing a Raymond Carver play. Yeah. <laughs> Jake persuades Regan to continue with the play. When Regan berates Sam after finding her using marijuana, she insultingly rebukes and chastises him telling him he's irre- he is irrelevant and the play is for his own vanity. Which it is. He's a very self-absorbed He's just person. a Hollywood dude. So I'm going to write and direct and star on Broadway. Hence the... Um, Has anyone done that? Someone's definitely done that. Oh, oh for surely. sure. Here's an example. Surely, surely. I don't know. I didn't look it up. Um, during the pri- final preview, Regan accidentally locks himself outside with his robes stuck in the fire escape door. He's forced to walk through Times Square in his white briefs and enters through the audience to do the final scene. A concerned Sam is waiting in his dressing room after the show. She thinks the performance was very unusual but interesting. She shows him that the Times Square footage is going viral and explains how this actually helps him. I had a laugh when, like, the lady at the door was like, you can't go in there. And he's like, bitch, I'm fucking in this play. Get the fuck out of my way. Um, so. It's like, how do you not recognise the dude that's on the poster right there? I mean, he's wearing his wig, right? 
He's wearing Does his re- wig and he's only wearing underwear though. Also, so that's what I'd be concentrating the, I mean, on. Yeah, also they're in New York. They'd be like weirdos walking around yeah, true. all the time. So just, I want to interject a little bit with um, Alejandro. He, he had an interview with Rolling Stone um, before this movie came out. So is the director? Yes. Um, so this is what he had to say about the Times Square, um, Union Square, sorry, um, like shot. So one day around the middle of the shoot, I was walking around Union Square and I began to hear these kids playing drums really loudly. There was a big crowd around them and suddenly it occurred to me that the beat they were playing, it sounded just like my score. I realised if we took the musicians we were using and put them in the middle of Times Square, everybody would be paying attention to them and we'd actually be able to get Michael to run right behind them in his underwear right around the corner. So that's what we did. We were unable to use real people. We were able to use real people and still manipulate the situation. We just needed to put a little meat in the water for the fishes. So basically... That's really cool. This whole film took so many weeks of rehearsals because they had to get everything down to the second, essentially, except for this one shot. They were like, we only only really have two shots to do this in. I think they filmed it twice. Right. Because... Otherwise, they would have drawn too large of a crowd. Yeah. But basically, they just put a band in the middle of Times Square and attracted all these people and got them all looking at the band. And then Michael Keaton ran through in his (laughs) underwear. (laughs) It's lucky no one yelled out, Michael Keaton! Yeah. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Surely they would have just, like, I don't know, dubbed over it with something. Birdman. Mm. Didn't someone do that? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Don't be a dick. Give me an autograph. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So after that Times Square shenanigan, Regan goes to a bar for a drink and approaches Tabitha Dickinson, a cynical and highly influential theatre critic. She promises to kill his play with a depreciating review without even having seen it. Bitch. Yeah. On the way back, Regan buys a pint of whiskey and drinks it and passes out on a stoop. The next day, walking to the theatre with a severe hangover, he visualises Birdman trying to convince him to abandon the play and make a fourth Birdman film. Regan then imagines himself flying through the streets of Manhattan before arriving at the theatre. Definitely should have just abandoned the play and made a fourth Birdman film. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Does anyone feel like this movie has sort of lost a bit of its weight or message now that Michael Keaton's not only appeared in the Avengers series but is also Batman again. No. Wait, I mean, he's Batman again? Yeah, he's playing Batman in the Flash movie. Oh. And, and in the Batgirl movie. And he's signed up to do a bunch more shit after that. So he's kind of like done what like what this character struggled not to do. Like he just yeah. kind of gone and done it. Which is I don't know I I just kept thinking about that every time he was like Oh man, I should do what's easy, but I'm not. I'm gonna do what's right. Uh, this is art, but now he's just gone. Uh, he's yeah, well, he's, he's I mean, regress sort of. Like obviously, if Michael Keaton, the man, loves doing this, so that's fine. But I, I yeah, I, I know what you mean. I couldn't really ignore it watching this. I was yeah. like, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, he ended up doing it like five years later. Fuck. Yeah, because like, because um, I feel like at the time, like Michael Keaton, like he had a resurgence after this. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. So this I, is like I think the start of his. Yeah, I, he's I think, in everything yeah. these days. Yeah, I know. But I think at the time this meant so much more because he was Batman. Like, you well, know. yeah. When um, the director first approached him um, to play this part, 
he literally said to him, he's like, are you taking the piss? Like, are you just mocking me for playing Batman and now being a washed up actor? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the trying thing. to do something arty. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Like now he's that's the sort point. of his, he, that would have been his appearance back then. Cause what was he in? Like mm. now he's in everything. Yeah. Like Check him out in worth and in dope sick. Great. in both of those. He's just great in everything. <laughs> but like his Batman coming back mm. is solely because Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck is like, fuck DC, <laughs> fuck Warner brothers, go fuck yourselves. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, who do we get? Oh, let's just get Michael Keaton's Batman to be the Tony Stark of the DC movies. <laughs> because why not? He probably costs less than Ben Affleck too. I don't know about these days. I don't know anymore. Maybe. He's fucking huge at the moment. Yeah. But also I feel like he wouldn't demand as much as Ben Affleck. Probably yeah. not. I like yeah. Ben Affleck is like, give me $50 million and go fuck yourself. <laughs> which is kind of sort of what like... Robert Downey Jr. does is like, you know, yeah, yeah. I'll do it for 30 mil or whatever. Yeah. He got like 40 something mil or something for Homecoming, like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Well, for like he, Spider-Man Homecoming. But and he wasn't he, even he was fucking in, in that. But he was getting in sh- insane shit like that because at the start he like got like, a, he negotiated to get like a cut. Yeah. And obviously they weren't making like 2 billion. Yeah, because they were like, oh yeah, sure. That's so like, fine. what you want, 2%, okay. But back then, that hey, was Harrison like, forded the fuck out of them. Yeah, like t- <laughs> ten years ago, that was like okay, you can have like what, like eight million. Okay, it's a bit steep, but whatever. And now Harrison Ford did that twice. So he did it for Return of the Jedi. Yeah, because that's why he got frozen in carbonite because he was just like, I'm not coming back for this shit. <laughs> like, oh, we'll give you a pay rise and you'll get a percentage of the like the like percentage of all money earned from Return of the Jedi forever. Right. <laughs> So he was like, yeah, so sick, I'll yeah. do it then. So he's just still claiming fucking royalties off that. Yeah, and he, he got something insane for The Force Awakens. Too. Yeah, so then for Wait. Force Awakens, right? So the three new characters, three new actors, got seven or $800,000 each. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mark Hamill, who's in it for a scene, and Carrie Fisher got a million dollars each. Right? Mm. Harrison Ford got $30 million and 2% of the profits of the movie. Jesus. And they killed him. <laughs> Because he was like, I'm not coming back unless you give me this. But also, it's Harrison Ford, so you can do what the fuck he to wants. Fair, yeah. you, you, can, I mean, you can, but it's harder to recast Han Solo with Batman. You kind of can, because yeah. they've done it so much. Yeah. So, like, I feel like... Are they recasting him or having him No, Ben Affleck, say, ben like, Affleck sorry, is in no, are the Flash they, movie. Sorry, are they rebooting his Batman? Or, no, same Batman. Yeah, it's so the they're same. just it's yeah, the same they're, Batman, though? It has to be, otherwise, yeah. what's the fucking point? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, Sorry, anyway, back to Birdman. Bird yeah. On opening night, the play is going very well. In his dressing room, a strangely calm Regan confesses to his ex-wife, Sylvia, that several years ago he attempted to drown himself in the ocean after she caught him having an affair. Wasn't that his wife's birthday or their anniversary or something? Something like that. Come on, dude. <laughs> He also tells her about the Birdman voice, which she ignores. After Sylvia leaves, Riggan picks up a real gun for the final scene in which his character commits suicide. At the climax, Riggan shoots himself in the head on stage. The play receives a standing ovation. Riggan wakes up in a hospital. The suicide attempt merely blew his nose off, which has been surgically reconstructed. Tabitha has published a glowing review of the play, calling the suicide attempt just what American theatre needed. Sam visits with Flowers and takes a picture of him to share with the skyrocketing number of his followers on the Twitter account she's created for him. 
While she steps outside to find a vase, Riggan goes into the bathroom, removes the bandages, revealing his swollen nose, and says goodbye to the birdman, seen seated on the toilet. Oh, do you have a question? Can I finish this? I have like two sentences. Okay. Fascinated by the birds flying outside his room, he opens the window, peers up at them, and then climbs out onto the ledge. Sam returns to an empty room and frantically runs to the open window, scanning the ground before slowly looking up into the sky and smiling. Whether it was a suicide or he took flight is left to the viewer to decide. Why is there no scars on his nose? Because they did really good. Because it's but like, swollen and... Yeah, but like a bullet went through it. Where? No, it took it off. It took it yeah. off. Yeah, so so where the fuck did they reattach it? It's just swollen. There is not a single cut on it. I don't know. Maybe they just did a good saying. job. I don't know. It just looked weird. Like, just put a little scar somewhere. You know? I'm fine just with it. Just like he got punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Really hard, but like... By a gun? <laughs> I mean, not by a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was my only thing on that. Okay. Like, the first thing I'm like, there's no wound. Right. This is weird. Like, he shot himself in the face, but there's no... Also, if you're going to shoot yourself in the head, make sure you're fucking aiming at your head, eh? <laughs> I think he would have, like... I don't know, maybe he pulled it and he was like, no, I don't want to do it, and, like, pulled <laughs> I it I don't forward, know, yeah. Maybe. But also, like, everyone in the front row is like, yeah! It's like, he's watching a man's nose get shot Yeah, off. if you saw his <laughs> nose come off, you'd yeah. be like, oh, Fuck. that's real. I don't know. I reckon I'd think it was part of it. The front row, at least, I'd be like, oh, what the fuck? Well, they ca- you kind of have that pause, don't you? And then they all start clapping. Yeah, but he's lying face down with his nose hanging off. And you'd be like, oh, what the... And there's a couple of really tall people that could definitely see on the stage because they're sort of looking down at it. Like, the front row is like mm. kind of somewhat looking down towards him. Right. So, like, you'd be able to see his nose hanging off. Maybe. <laughs> like, that's fucked up. And they're like, yeah, woohoo! It's like, he could be dead. Maybe. Well, anyway, one of the most notable things about this movie, besides the performances, is the fact that it is filmed to look like it all was filmed in one take. Yeah. Not all of it. Most of it. 99% of it. Yeah. Um, so this is from the Rolling Stone interview with the director. Um, he said, I knew immediately after I had the idea I wanted to do it as if it was one single shot. I really wanted it... I really wanted to submerge people in Regan's point of view. The ego is such an abstract concept that you need to be right there with him as he's experiencing what is a kind of madness. You wake up every day and you live your life as if it's a steady cam shot. So why don't we do a film that way? Which is pretty cool, I think. Um, and so in filming, he said, we started with what was basically an empty space, literally painted lines on the floor. I hired some friends to read the lines and we walked through stuff. Okay, 50 steps over here, turn here, walk down this way. We were measuring corridors to see how far the space was and how long it took to say a line. Then we designed the set around the needs of the script instead of the other way around. The cinematographer knew that he needed, say, two lights here and four lights there to make a take work, so we designed around that too. To me, the technical coordination of everything was less important or made me less anxious maybe than where to put the camera. You have two people having a conversation and no way to do coverage. How do you film it? Do you go back and forth? Do you stay with one character? What will make this scene funnier or more dramatic? You have one chance to figure it out while you're shooting, you know. 
We were all shitting our pants. We were all exposed. If a scene doesn't work or ends up being wrong, it's not like I can cut it out of the script. Everything fits together perfectly. Remove one piece and you're fucked. But look, what I filmed is what was happening in front of me. Like I said, I wanted to, I wanted it to be honest and in those long takes they will give you honesty. Okay, also like if something shit, you can take it out because a lot of it just holds on empty hallways. So you could definitely just skip bits. Like, mm. it's not like... Not many, though. No. Yeah, but there's a lot of, like... If you're going to take something else, you have to add something else to make it all Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, up. there is a lot where... And it doesn't... There's only really one scene where I really noticed it, where they held on an empty hallway. So I was, like, deliberately sort of looking Oh, like, you could see them. where they yeah. were going to switch it. Yeah. But it was only very, like, bam. But there was just one scene where they held on the hallway and you heard the acting yeah. voices. There was one really good one with the guy, the like maintenance dude. That was a really good hidden cut. Mm. So it pans from like the actors in the hallway, pans across a wall to the maintenance guy. He says a line and it pans back across the wall and the action continues. Mm. And I'm like, there's two cuts there. Like the pan across the walls, like cut one. Yeah. He says his line, pan back is cut two and then it continues. Yeah. And I'm like, there's like little moments like that where it kind of just like pans to a static place. And pans back. Or it follows mm. them around a corner and it yeah. doesn't... They walk Disappear around. Disappear around the corner and then it yeah. comes around. Because you're doing track shots, which I'm assuming a lot of this is... I'd say a lot of this isn't handheld. Yeah. Possibly. And I'd say there's a lot yeah. of tracks. Like a lot of like dolly tracks mm. going around. Because it makes it that you can go, okay, we're going to follow you down this hallway and turn. And then we can pull it back. Reset. And have the exact same camera movement so it matches. Because yeah. you're doing handheld. It's not like going to match. A, like kind of around a corner shot and stuff like they do. Yeah. You can't match that perfectly. Either it'd be a jolt or, you know, because you can't hold the camera. So there's a lot of dolly shots happening in this. That being said, though, like a lot of the shots in the um, dressing room would have been handheld. Oh, yeah. But I think I like the hallway stuff where like it's yeah. following people. I think a lot of that's dolly shots because you never see the floor either. A yeah, lot of that's those. True. And there's a lot of shots that are really in tight. Yeah. Like it's there's all a lot very where tight. it goes really tight in on a person and then it pulls back out because you can sort of like in that motion have a cut. Yeah. 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 I it's think still it's done really well. Yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting too what he said about like who to focus on when filming like dialogue because. Yeah, you would usually have that cut between and, like, showing the reaction of the actors' faces and, um, yeah, that kind of thing. So I think it was interesting how he kind of got away without having to do that, you know. Mm. Jacob, do you have anything to say? Um, I don't <laughs> know. I just like it. You just like it? I just like it. It's a good movie. It's good. I'm glad you picked it too because I was like, you know what, this is, you know, different to what yeah. we usually do. And like lately we've been doing a lot of like, oh my God, it's Spider-Man, it's Shang-Chi. Like we've been doing a lot of <laughs> yeah. like just what's coming out and it's nice to take a step back mm. and re-watch something. Yeah. And visit something, you know, also re-watch something good. Yeah. I mean like we did Fantastic Four, so that was a re-watching or something. But like. <laughs> but yeah, that like, was debatable. <laughs> like we've picked a best picture. Like this is yeah. something that would, you know, at one point sort of. 
be on a different list of 101 sort of movies. Yeah. But I'd say it's probably been replaced by 1917 now for its terms of like, watch this movie for the one shot. Like, yeah. I feel like this really... It kind of, yeah, it played groundwork the, for... Yeah, pioneered the way. Um, so while some aspects of the film, the first frame with Riggin, for instance, went unchanged from Birdman's conception to release, others went through several iterations. One of these was the sequence in which alter ego Birdman takes complete control over Riggin's thoughts. The writers knew it would occur at Riggin's lowest point, so at one stage planned for it to happen after Riggin hears the initial negative press coverage and destroys his dressing room. In another... <laughs> I just dropped something. In another... Discarded version, Riggin tries to drown himself in Central Park and flies out to save himself. The film's ending also changed, the final version being written halfway through filming. The original intended to depict Johnny Depp in Riggin's dressing room with a Pirates of the Caribbean poster in the back. Um, what? However, Alejandro grew to strongly dislike this editing, calling it so embarrassing, and rewrote it with um, yeah, and rewrote it with a new ending coming to him in a dream. Why would Johnny Depp be there? Just wait. He was reluctant to describe the original ending, but it was leaked. He said the original ending was set in the theatre instead of the hospital and involved Depp putting on Riggin Thompson's wig and in a Jack Sparrow voice, quote, the poster asks Depp, what the fuck are we doing here, mate? And it was going to be the satire of the endless loop of that. The director and the co-authors ruled out the satirical ending and favoured the new, more ambiguous ending. Is it like he's the replacement? So basically they were kind of like going to just... Yeah, so Johnny like Depp was going to do that continuous and he'd loop. go through the entire thing again. He'd be like, oh, come on, let's go do Pirates of the Caribbean 7 or whatever. Yeah. Yuck. You know... Not washed up actors per se, but yep. actors in blockbuster movies. I mean, Johnny yeah. Depp is definitely, maybe yeah. not 2014, but definitely now is a washed yeah. up actor. Like, he got fired from everything. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's, wa- is he washed up? I mean, I'm sure he's yes. still making bank somehow. Oh, he's probably getting royalties from something, but like. I don't know, what qualifies as washed up though? He's not getting cast in anything. I guess. I think that's washed up. <laughs> You're not getting any work. <laughs> You're cancelled. Everyone hates yeah. you. You got replaced. I feel like people still like him. I've never really liked him. Oh, me neither. I think he's like, uh, I, I'm sure he's good in some stuff, but I, I just can't unsee all the shit he's done. So not even that. This I just been like, I feel like a lot of people are on his side though. I'm not even talking about that whole outside of acting issues. I'm mm. just speaking about him as an actor. Like I've never really liked him. That's fair. Like, he's, you know... I think he's good as Jack Sparrow, and that's about it. But even then, that... Yeah, but, the, like, the first... The first three? Two, yeah, oh, three. Oh, and then the it just gets, like... Yeah, first three. It just mm. gets... Yeah. Well, apparently in that last one, he was, like, reading his lines on the oh, spot. So People would just be holding up cue cards for him. He'd just be like, oh, let's go get on the ship. Even when he was younger, like, Edward Scissorhands and stuff, like... I just... It's just freaky. Someone about him, I just don't like. I've heard... Sweeney Todd's really, really good. But okay. I think, I think Todd him and the Tim good. Burton style, I'm just fucking over it. Yeah. And it's like the thing where like everything was like him, Helen Wadham Carter, and it was Tim Burton. I was just like, can we not have Johnny Depp? Can we not have And he also, like, he's not the <laughs> best singer. What was he singing in? And Sweeney Todd is a musical. Oh. So it's really weird. 
I'm sure if he, he does like, that like talk sing. I'm sure if he was given like actual direction and not treated like, oh my god, it's Johnny Depp. I think I'm sure he would be good. But in I don't something, think he'd accept actual direction like that since like no, he'd just say fuck you, I'm Johnny Depp. Yeah, I mean like when he was younger and doing like dramas and stuff, I think he would. But like now, I feel like I'm Johnny Depp. Like I'm the best. Bro, you got fired from the spin off Harry Potter. I, I, I think he knows that no one cares about it anymore. I, I think he knows he's not the best anymore now, yeah. surely. But I still think, I feel like anything he do now is like he'd have to self produce something. I thought he was great in 21 Jump Street. Yeah, because he gets Johnny killed. Depp in 21 Jump Street. <laughs> I just remember, like, he was really Because he was in the original TV series. And him and the dude. And they bought him. a TV series? Yeah, it's, it's a like sequel a- to a TV series. Fuck. Yeah, from so, like the nineties. So or whatever him it was. and his co-star rock off, and they die like immediately. But I feel like he was good. Like, yeah, I don't know. he they show up immediately as the characters they played in the TV series, and then they're dead. That's funny because he's right. dead. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, but um, Birdman, good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it was funny how they cast it because usually you'd think you know you'd get financing before you cast a film, right? Mm. You'd actually make sure the film was going ahead. But no, so they cast um, Keaton Galifianakis. Galifianakis. I want to say Gallifrey, and I'm like, nope, that is a wrong reference. That is the planet from Doctor Who. <laughs> um, and Emma Stone, um, like when the script was I finished. I feel like that would help you get financing. It's like we've got oh, yeah. Michael yeah. Keaton, Zach Galifianakis, and Emma Stone in this film, give us money, and the studio would be like, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, and they had Josh Brolin set to play the role of Mike Shiner, but the financiers decided to switch him for Norton because oh. of scheduling conflicts. And I think that worked a lot better. Yeah. I, I feel like Edward Norton's a better choice just because yeah. I think because that's what he's really like in real life helps. Like, Yeah. Pretty much. They, he was saying in the interview how um, – you know the scene where Mike Shiner is like having that back and forth with Michael Keaton's character about, oh, you know, like try it like this, say it like this. Why are you saying these four lines when one would do? Mm-hmm. Um, and Edward Norton ended up doing that with the director. He was like, why are you shooting it like this? Shoot it like this. You know, what do you think about this? I think this would work better, you know? Yeah, apparently that's what he was like throughout like the whole shooting of the Hulk and that's yeah. why they binned him. They were like, no. Nah. Yeah. Because Mark Ruffalo's more just like, okay. Because Mark yeah. Ruffalo will do whatever. Pretty I think much. Mark Ruffalo's just, wherever he's in, is just happy to be there. Yeah. Seems like that sort of dude. He's just, you know, happy to be out there doing his thing. Yeah. Like all the it's interviews you see with Mark Ruffalo, he's just always just like, this is the best. He <laughs> always looks like he's having a good time, you know? It's like him and Paul Rudd. Yeah. He's just, just, like, just good. I love good. him. Um, and so, Not yeah. Not a Mark Ruffalo fan? I don't know. I'm just kind of... Get over him, you know? He hasn't even got his own movie yet. And yeah, and he never will because they don't own the rights. I'm sure at do this we, point Disney would just be like... Do we talk about this? I think yeah, we, we talked about this last yeah. week. Yeah, they also can't. like Disney would just be like, here's some fucking money, fuck off. Like, yeah. Fuck at the point, if they wanted to do it, they'd just pay for it. Yeah, that being said, I'm really... I, I know, I think I, I liked his Bruce Banner a lot more when he was like sort of this tortured soul and like was always afraid of like turning into the Hulk and now he's like yeah. he's like comic relief now and he's not funny. I'm like, oh well fucking I think I just don't know what to do with him. 
I think that's the issue. Because they can't kill him. Yeah. He's just there. Yeah. But that being said, like, they couldn't have kept going with the whole, oh, I'm afraid of turning into the Exactly. Like... Because they need the Hulk to be like... But that's when he was at his best. Like, that's when his performance was really good. So I'm See, kind I really of, like the smart Hulk. I'm, I'm whatever on it. I'm glad they did it, but I, I don't know. I don't want it forever. Just, well, like, right, ship that... him off to space with the Guardians or something. You want to ship him off to space once. They're not going to do it again. You never know. <laughs> Being there, done that. I think they're just going to replace him with She-Hulk at some yeah. point. Mm. Um, An abomination. He's in She-Hulk, so... Mm. Anyway, back to Birdman. Yes. I just want to finish on um, the little subtitle. Um, you know, Birdman or the... Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Ignorance. Do you, either of you know what that is in reference to? Is it Jane Austen? No. Damn. It's just a reference to Regan's total lack of experience in the theatre world. And how he goes into this for what may or may not be the right reason, but somehow it helps him to get to a place where he can express himself better. An artist going into something ignorantly, yet it pays off. Okay. Sounds like us. A little bit. Has it paid off? No, not yet. But you know what? We're working on it. Want some bank. This is episode 99, man. Is Is it? it? Yeah. (laughs) For some some reason I thought we'd hit 100. Maybe this is 100. No. Really? I'm pretty sure it's 100. What are we doing I'm for pretty sure you're full of shit because Fantastic Four was episode 98. Right. So this is episode 99. Oh, God. Okay. I thought we looked at it two weeks ago. No, because Don't Look Up was 97. Okay. So next week's 100. Shit. One fucking 100 episodes. 100 episodes. It's wild. And I still can't fucking connect our Instagram to our Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> It's Nick's fault. Yeah, I need to check your Facebook. What? Why? Because why is it my fault? Our Instagram account is linked to a Facebook account that's neither of ours. Yeah, yours. It's not though. No, it's not. <laughs> We'd look. I it's literally not checked Wait, it no, today. But our Instagram stories go on your Facebook. Not anymore because no, I disconnected. Disconnected oh. it. So someone else is connected. I'm out. It's you. Anyway, it's this is an after conversation. Yeah. Yeah. This is an um, air conversation. Thoughts? Anything else? Have I you got really facts? Have you got it. fun facts, sad facts, or other facts? No, I, what do you mean? It's a report. You've got to have facts. We've got to judge on your facts. I'm sorry. You didn't even, we didn't even have James to do inflation, even though it was like seven years ago, eight eight, eight years ago. I mean, it'll Fuck. still be something. It was eight years ago. I was in high school. This is why we need James. James, we miss you. Sad that you couldn't be here today, mate. We full on hyped everyone up. James. I know. We're like, someone's coming this next week. Surely we get James for 100. Maybe. Spoons? She's in Sid. I wish we thinking. <laughs> Fuck spoons. Okay, I've got some facts for you. <laughs> because the movie was so carefully rehearsed and shot in sequence, editing only took two weeks. Cool. Okay. I'm going to say meh fact. Did you know that the Birdman suit that Michael Keaton wore was made on a mannequin of his own body from Batman? That's a fun fact. That's a very fun fact. See, Cat Nick has fun facts. What a fact you got. <laughs> This is this is fact competition time. Nick is up one nil. The carpet visible within several backstage corridor scenes is the same iconic hexagonal carpet used in Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Two nil. Philip Seymour Hoffman was originally mentioned in the script as the actor currently doing The Hunger Games, um, but after his accidental death from drug use, it later changed to Woody Harrelson, and who also stars in that movie. 
Still too nearless. That's a sad fact. You didn't say it had to be a fun <laughs> yeah. fact. Fun fact or next fact. Did he actually die? Who? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Fuck. According to Variety, this film was shot in 23 days. I like that. Mm. Still too nil done. I'm not giving you a third point for oh, that one. Bullshit. I thought that was fun. It's fun, but it's not, you know... The voice of Regan's alter ego, Birdman, is a parody of Christian Bale's Batman voice in the Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, see, I saw that and I didn't think it was fun enough. What do you think, Jacob? I thought it was fun. I'm going to give it 2-1. Thank you. First of five wins. Both this and other and another Edward Norton film, The Grand Budapest Hotel, also from 2014, led the 2015 Oscar nominations with nine each. This was Michael <laughs> Keaton's first leading role since 2008. That's a fun fact. Three one. And it was a movie he directed too. What was the two thousand eight one? The Merry Gentleman. <laughs> Still three <laughs> one, cat. You got. You're gonna get four. Next, so they're gonna get two. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get to five. Yeah, okay. five, first to five wins. Right. I want you to start saying the same. I want one of you to steal a fact because I'm assuming you're both on the same page. This was, movie. Ooh, ooh, this, this is fun. Uh, okay, it's interesting too. This movie. Is this movie was turned. It was turned down by the Toronto International Film Festival. That was what I was going to say next. <laughs> they said no. And to then this. I thought you were nah, reading another one. Not enough. What? Not enough. That's not enough that the Toronto no, Film Festival told this. It told the, to the fuck movie off. is about washed up comic book movie actor and its main stars have been in comic book movies themselves. My, Michael Keaton played Batman um, and we would later play the Vulture. Edward Norton. Yeah, we went through this. Oh, we missed um, Naomi Watts playing Jet Girl in Tank Girl. Sorry? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not fun. We already knew that. Well, you didn't know about Naomi Watts. Yeah, but I still don't know what you just said. You'll like this one. Season 10, episode 4, Charlie Work of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And season 2, episode 8, Let's Find Out of Bojack Horseman were thought to have parodied the long take style of shooting and the drum score for which this film is famously known. However, the episodes were written and made several months before this film's release. That's pretty fun. But they were before, so this film's copied them. Yeah. It's not as fun. So I still think we're just reinforcing fun. that Sunny is a better show than Birdman <laughs> is a movie. Still three one though. Okay, Margot Robbie turned down the role of Sam to film Focus, starring Will Smith. That's sad because like she should have done this instead. Willie James, Amelia Clark, and Blake Lively also auditioned for the role. Who was the first one? Lily James. She's good. Mm. Emma Stone luck, like got lucky on that. Yeah. Well done. It's the first Best Picture Oscar winner with the title X in the t- with the letter X in the title. There's Where does that X. happen? There is no letter X. What? I reckon someone's just written that in there to see. There's who no can letter say it. X in the Birdman or the unex- Oh yeah, unexpected. unexpected. <laughs> Fun. Three two. <laughs> We're lucking out here, guys. Come on. This is the first Best Picture winner with parentheses in the title. Nah, not as fun. We already had one. We can't. You can't then try and piggyback <laughs> with another first. At one point, Mike wonders aloud if he'll be replaced by Ryan Gosling. Mike later becomes romantically involved with Sam. In Crazy Stupid Love and La La Land, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling's characters become involved. What's your point? I'm just saying. Not it's fun. Not f- Riggin is falsely told that Martin Scorsese is in the audience. 
In fact, he is. Scorsese can be seen in the audience when Regan is walking to the stage in his underwear after he walks through Times Square. That's fun. That's a fucking that real is fun one. I missed that. Say that again. Scorsese's in the Scorsese audience. Scorsese actually is in the audience. Oh, that's fun. So that's fun. Okay, Nick, you're going to need one more and you win. In the final scene, Sam brings her father a bunch of lilac blossoms. There is, there is a tradition that considers lilacs to be the unlucky flower which should not be carried into a house and especially not into a hospital as it's associated with death. The superstition may date from times when, it is pow- when its powerful scent was used to mask the smell of dead people laid out in the house. That's a sad fact. Yeah, it's sad. It's not fun. That's a sad one. Kat, you've gone quiet. Come on. I'm trying to find a You've got to get like four more facts. Two more, three more facts, sorry. It's fourth two. Come on, guys. Surely. One. In the ending scene where Birdman is on the toilet and they're in the same yeah. shot, that's Robert Downey Jr. in the suit. Is it actually? It is. Winner, that's a fucking fun fact. What? Yeah. I don't believe that. That's sick. Scroll down then. Is that actually true? Yeah. That's so good. I love that. I reckon you just made that up. I did it on the INDB. That doesn't mean anything. I can fucking... No, Nick wins. Thanks. Nick wins the fun fact, fun off. Well done, Nick. You're the inaugural first time winner of the fun fact, fun no, off. I don't think that And I very much enjoyed adjudicating off. that. It was great. Listen. And also I got facts out of both of you, so... Look at that. So you know. my report. I know. You got better facts. <laughs> Cat, up your game next report, mate. You got out-facted by this guy. <laughs> anyway, <Meaning>? Nick... <laughs> Would you watch this movie again? I would. Cat? I'm keen to see it once he plays Batman a couple of times. <laughs> see if it makes it less magical a bit more. Cat? I don't think he played Birdman in that suit. He did. Show me proof other than IMDb. Because I, I cannot find it anywhere I other than I can get the that. movie up. I know. I guess he shaved, but... <laughs> Cat, would you watch this movie again? Yeah, of course I would. What is that even a question? Um, okay, well, I would um, also watch this again. So, Kat, what's the next segment? Trying to find out if Robert Downey Jr. was in. <laughs> I don't think he was. You weren't going to win anyway, mate. I don't now, can care. We talk, can we talk about Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer now? I didn't watch it. Did you make up that last fact? I did not. He 100% <laughs> did. I cannot find it anywhere. So I just Googled it. I went as RDJ in Birdman and all the results were like, RDJ under fire for comments about Birdman director. Yeah. What did he say? Something about the guy's criticism of the Avengers and RDJ hit back. Oh. So I don't know if he's actually... I mean, he's not wrong, but... <laughs> he's 100% not in it. Anyway, say, um, Kat, what happens next? We have a little chat about what we've been watching and what we're excited for. Can I go first? Sure. A thing popped up on Netflix called Archive 81. Oh, I watched the trailer for that and it and scared me, so I didn't watch it. It's produced by James Wan, who's like, you know, the current guy that does all the horror movie stuff and sometimes good, sometimes bad. But, so the whole premise of this is there's a guy and he gets hired to restore some old videotape footage and maybe there's like a demon or something and it's actually pretty good. Huh. I misread the premise of this and thought it was a documentary at first. Before pressing play. And I was like, oh, some dudes found some videotapes and some weird cult shit on it. And then it started. I was like, oh, these are actors that I know. 
okay, this is a drama. And it was just, well, drama, thriller, horror, I guess. I don't know. It's not really scary. Like, there's no jump scares or any, like, actual, like, scary stuff. Is it just spooky? Yeah, it's kind of got, like, a spooky premise, but, like, it's not... Like, there was never a point where I was like, oh, scary. It was very just interesting. And I was like, oh, what's going to happen? Like, what the fuck's going on? Why is this person insane? Why is this weird demon thing there? So I, like, that's a, I, I would say strong recommendation to watch it. Like, I did thoroughly... In, what's like, it called? Archive 81. Archive 81, all right. It was just sort of... I don't know. I don't want to go too much into it because... I kind of talk about any story points, it's instantly sort of s- spoiled. Okay. I want you to spoil it for me after, no, I think o- after we... I'm not going to watch it. That's why I want to okay. know. It's, it's definitely... Like, if you're kind of into, like, mystery sort of, like, thrillers, like, I'd say watch it. Oh, maybe I am. It's sort of got, like, a Haunting of Hill House slash, like, Blind Manor sort of vibe mm. without the scariness. Right. But it's sort of like that sort of style and like visual look and stuff, but there's no jump scares, there's no weird ghosts or anything like that. Like it's not a scary show, mm. but it's kind of got that sort of like visual vibe to it. And I think it just, it, I don't know, it was, I thought it was, it was surprisingly good because it was sort of just there and I was like, oh yeah, why not? And then I watched the whole season in like a day and a half. It's not like <laughs> eight episodes or whatever, but like. But still. Yeah, really good. And I also watched um, all of Afterlife. Oh, yeah. Well, I, watched I all also three watched seasons. Afterlife. How good is it? I fucking love it, and I'm really glad it's done now. I'm like, glad that that was it. Yeah. But holy fuck, I almost cried so many times. I, I think. like, I, I it's think It's too like real. The, it's like the, yeah, it's too real, but like it's also the best thing I think Ricky Gervais has ever done. Oh, yeah. Cause I, I mean, of, apart from writing The Office. Yeah, I, I think I like soured on him a bit when he was like, he had like the one atheism comment yeah. that he's carrying forever and then the same thing with like cancel culture and I was like come on man just be funny but also in this like he's funny in the way that he's always been like yes. that really in your face sort of like uh, just ru- not like it's just that not too crude not too rude but that's mm-hmm. still in that vein in of fir- what he's always done well yeah in the first couple seasons I was like every now and again there'd be a scene I was like oh he just wrote a scene to whinge about things he doesn't like, like religion. And I'm like, oh, but... But it's done so well yeah. in a real... Like, it's it's done well in a real-life way that it's not like in some shows where, like, oh, that would that conversation would never happen. Yeah. Every conversation in this show feels like it could be a conversation like between two genuine real people. Mm. Just sometimes you watch stuff and it's like, no one fucking says that. Like, no one yeah, actually yeah. starts a conversation like that. And when we looked at it at uni, like you'd watch a TV show and like, how many times have you ever started a conversation with like this word or this word? But in TV shows, they do it all the time. Hmm. In this, every conversation just feels like, yeah, okay, like this is, yeah. you're just watching this dude have a fucking mental breakdown. Yeah. And it's, have you, you watch it, haven't you, Kat? No, oh. my mum has. Oh, man. Do it. Honest, I, like, yeah. I, I think it even really, it just drags out a bit towards the end. I feel yeah. like towards the ending, I know, they sort of pushed... Like, I think it went on a bit. What? I, like, I, I don't know whether the, his relationship with yeah, the nurse. I know, yeah. I I know. I think it was too dragged one, out. One of my friends who watched it before, like, who told me to watch it, her criticism of it was, by the end of the third season, it's kind of like, come on, mate. Like, yeah, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah. Like, 
but then at the same time, it still like makes sense. It, it he's still like that because yeah. in the show, oh my god, in the show, not as much like not that much time has passed. Like, across the three seasons, like, it's a few years that the show came out across, but, like... But it's, yeah. But for him, it's probably, it's like, within, within, like, 12 months, months or whatever. Yeah. Like, so it's understandable that he's still just, like, this is fucked. Mm-hmm. And, like, that the the main moment of, like, season two, I think it is. Yes. The other death? Yes. Yeah, that yeah. fucking that, hit. That was the climax of it. I think yeah. that, that was the best. It, I, I don't think season three does anything better than that. Yeah, it was just like, oh. But I don't think, because like, I was expecting something horrific to happen in yeah. the, last, the last episode, if you know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. I was like, uh, like that whole season, I was like, oh, are we really doing this? Because it does feel yeah. dragged out. And then right at the end, I was like, oh, I'm like, oh, great. Something fuck's going to happen. Yeah, I was like, something really bad's going to happen the last episode. I was like, don't fucking yeah. do it. And they, and they didn't do it. It was and like, there was hey. a char- And there was a character they showed, and I'm like, fuck. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. This, is, this is too out of the blue and too fucked for them to do. And they, but I think they, didn't they, did, they did the emotional impact in the end well with the sort of where he goes yeah. for that last news story and like the impact of that, I think, was a mm-hmm. real payoff. Yeah. I'm trying to really like beat around the bush with this because I don't yeah. want to spoil it for Kat. Yeah, Kat. I've kind of checked out. I'm not going to lie. No, because, I'm ready to go to bed. Like, this is a show that like everyone should... Like, this should be mandatory fucking viewing for people like our age. Yeah, don't... Like, yeah, don't watch The Fucking Office again. Like, what? Like, I've literally just started season three of The Office. <laughs> watch Afterlife because... Yeah, you, you could smash it out in a weekend. Oh, easily. Mm-hmm. There's... 18 episodes across three seasons and each room's half an hour. Like, it will not take you long at all. Oh, I could finish that tonight. But, um... <laughs> Actually, a minute ago. <laughs> yeah. It's three hours a season. It's nine hours all up yeah. for the whole show. But, like, I think it 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 touches on a topic that isn't really spoken about in this sort of way in anything. Yeah. And it really highlights that, like... It's a really good conversation. I mean, in a in like a comedy drama, but it's a good conversation about grief and mental health, and then how people deal with it in different ways. Yeah. Because in this show, there is two conf- like there is two characters that are dealing with the same loss, and dealing with it in complete opposite ways. Yeah. And both of them have a very strong connection to that person. And and I'd never really thought of that until yeah. this season. I was like, yeah, fuck. There's that season three highlights guy. it the most. Yeah. And when they start having that conversation, you're like, oh. Because you never really, like, it's never really, like, kind of mentioned. And then. Also, I'm hoping everyone here has watched it so they know what yeah, we're talking about. But also, like, if you haven't, honestly, go and watch Afterlife right now. You will probably cry. Even just the f- first two seasons, you could probably yeah. just end it there and be like, "Well, everything." No, I think fine. I think you've got to watch season three just to see how, like there's certain moments in that that I think are really impactful for the characters and yeah. highlight relate you know the relationships between these people and yeah. development of getting it, past grief. It, see, at the end of the second season, I, I haven't seen it since it came out, but it felt like. The way it ended, it was like it could have ended there. Oh, yeah, it could have. You, you could just assume, oh, yeah, everything was okay. I think and it this ends just there because like they didn't it, know. It, it, yeah, it just felt like they were like, it was a sort of just an extended epilogue. They were like, yeah, things were fine, but it took a little bit longer. It's like that um, Breaking Bad movie. Yeah, but I think this definitely does it better. Yeah. But, yeah, it's sort of like, I think 
season two is like, oh, we're probably finished at this. And then it's like, oh, we'll come back for one more sort of thing. Mm. But now it's definitely done because the way it ends, like it's over. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that's British stuff. Yeah. That's one. Which yeah. is why I also love British stuff. Cause it's like it's three and done or whatever. Like it's, there's definitive ends to things. And it's like, this is over and, forever. And thank, thank God it's a Netflix thing. Because if it wasn't, there would definitely be like an American reboot yeah. on the way. Please never. Anyway, yeah, Kat or Nick, who wants to go next? Sorry, what? Oh, Kat's been quiet for a bit. Kat. Yeah, what have you been watching? Oh, we've just done my two. Um, oh! I drank wine the other night and cried to Tick Tick Boom. <laughs> um, oh, no. It was so good. I just, I just love Andrew Garfield and just everything. It was just so heartwarming and tragic and just encapsulates. I don't even know. It just is great. It's so good. You've watched it, haven't you, Nick? Yes. Yeah. The, um, it's in the Oscars Best Picture category, isn't it? Is it? I don't. Oh, I didn't good. even know that came out. But yeah, I. Was, I think it, I didn't think it was getting released till like Feb. Ninth or something. It probably will though. Like Andrew Garfield's had a fucking massive year, so he'll get he'll get it for like that's probably the most popular thing he's done, like other than. Oh, yeah. there's just, there's just predictions he's at this gr- stage. He's great in it, though. He is great. Like, uh, I've looked up, like, videos of Jonathan Larson, the guy, and he's like, he nailed it. Mm. Like, I think it's mostly the hair, but, like... But, yeah, but he, he, he nailed he, it. He does very, very well. I, I kind of want to watch it again, like, because I remember it... I know, I think I just remember, like, the, the soundtrack's great. But yeah, I just for rem- someone who hadn't done a musical before. Yeah. He fucking killed it. Yeah, I just, I, I just remember the plot being, like, really dragged out at a certain point, so I would like to watch it again. I don't so know. I didn't find that. I just thought it flowed really well between him like presenting it and yeah. then the actual story, I guess. Yeah. Um, can the predicted contenders, this is from Variety, is Belfast, Power of the Dog, Coda, King Richard, Dune, West Side Story, um, Licorice Pizza. West Side Story, I heard that was shit. The Tragedy of Macbeth, Don't Look Up, and Tick, Tick, Boot. I didn't talk about Don't Look Up, did I? No, Last you week. weren't no, here. It was fine. Um, okay. I'm feel, glad that I, your opinion <laughs> has been voiced. Let's move on. I feel like... Um, it, uh, hey, so, can, can Andrew Garfield is great. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Yeah. Also, his um, little song with Vanessa Hudgens in this. Oh, the therapy one. So good. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. just entertaining and just... It's just how it should be. Yeah. <laughs> and I also like that it was... I thought that he was dating her in this. I don't know. For yeah. some reason... See, I, I, I saw... Like, when I, I... For some reason, I saw her in a couple scenes. I was like, oh, he's going to cheat on his girlfriend with her. But yeah, no, well, that's what I of, thought. But she's it, just sort of there. I, I forget what the relationship was. I saw this, like, over a month ago, so I don't... She's just an actress working in... Like, on his play. Right. Okay. And I think it was just nice that he was just in love with this girl and then... They both had their heart broken and that's it. Like, he didn't go out searching for anything else. He just threw himself into his work. Yeah, and then he died. And then he died. Five years later, but still. Yeah. Do you think he will win Best Actor? No. Pro- Wait, who, who's up for Best Actor? Okay, so I the think, predictions. I, I think he will. Predictions. Will Smith for King Richard. Nope. No. Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom. Yes. Benedict Cumberbatch, The Power of the Dog. No. Denzel Washington, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Oh, nope. yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, Don't Look Up. Nah, he, nah. He, he's one, he's one. Like, 
The next, no. the next in line. So like, because this is just predictions. So that's the top five. Yeah. The next. I'm five, sorry, but don't look up. Thought it was so much smarter than it actually was. Yeah. Um, Javier, however you say his name, Bardem. Um, being the Ricardos, Bradley Cooper, Nightmare Alley, ah. Nicholas Cage for Pig, um, Cooper Hoffman for Licorice Pizza, and Peter Dinklage for Serrano. I think it's going to be Denzel Washington. It's because it's Shakespeare. Yeah. And because the tragedy of I Macbeth has gotten massive hype. I think it? it's going to be Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch. Also, either Denzel or Benedict. I, I think they give out their awards based on mostly hype now. So I think it's... It's definitely not going to be Will Smith. I think because Andrew Garfield's done so much shit this year alone. Like, yeah. he's done this and like he did another biopic around the same time about and a real person. So it's like... And Spider-Man. So he's in the public consciousness. I think there'd be... I still reckon Benedict Cumberbatch, Power of the Dog, because that is... Have either of you watched that yet? No. No. That's next fucking level in terms of his... That's the best thing I've ever seen him do. His performance in that is terrifyingly... It's just... I I think... I I honestly... The cynic in me thinks the Oscars did so shit last year. They want people to start watching it again, so they'll give it to Andrew Garfield, so people next year will be like, oh, well, I've got to watch it again, because like... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted to win it. I'd like him to win it because I yeah. think he deserves it. nice. It. Yeah. He's just a nice guy. On for so long. He just deserves I, it. I want him to win an Oscar so he can stop doing Art House and be more Spider-Man again. <laughs> yeah, Oscar winning. Yeah. Where's your Oscar? Tobey Maguire? <laughs> Tom Holland? He's too perfect. Tobey Maguire's not too perfect. He's yeah, fucking... He is. Just no. ignore all the videos of him, like, beating up paparazzi or whatever. No, my favourite one's where he tells that guy to fucking move because he's trying to pull out of that driveway. <laughs> my I can't see! My favourite one's the one where he smacks the phone out of the guy's hand. <laughs> There's so many. It's so good. He just hates paparazzi. But, I mean, fair enough, though. Like, yeah, I mean... Fucking leave people alone when they're trying to live their life. Yeah. Just fuck off. Looking at you, TMZ, whatever the fuck you call it. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> you pricks. And that's not allegedly either. That's a genuine opinion from me. Nick, what have you been watching? Um, I was... Oh, sorry. You didn't even ask if I'd been watching anything else. Sorry, have you been watching anything else? Only The Office. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, and Euphoria is on tonight, so I'll be watching episode three of that. I thought you had to drive home and go to bed because you got work in the morning. Well, I wanted to go and watch Euphoria, actually. That's why. I might watch Euphoria this week, just while I'm... I'm not going to. I just can't be fucked. I might. Wait, wait how long are the episodes again? Like an hour. Never mind. <sighs> No, that it's so good. I just don't have Nick, time can you watch cat. one and then tell me if I should watch it? Should I start at episode one or should I watch a random one? Obviously no. episode one. Yeah, watch episode one and then just tell me if I should watch it. Is it good from the start? Yes, it's fucking phenomenal. I'm not sold. Anyway, Nick, what have you been watching? Um, Oh, I, I watched, the, se- fuck. I watched the second Fantastic Four movie. Did you? <laughs> had a stroke. You yes, had a I stroke? Did. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, no, because for some reason, we we put out an episode about Fantastic Four, and then I just got fucking littered with YouTubers <laughs> doing Fantastic Four videos. I was like, that's so weird. Like, I, I don't, like, was there like an anniversary or something? Not was a fucking clue. Why did you... Because you chose Fantastic Four. No, right? I chose No, Kat to- chose I, I was, was just like, was let's there, do something terrible. Was there like no Fantastic reason? Four. She literally just picked it out of random. I just picked it. Because well, I hadn't go. seen it for years. And I was like, I wonder if this is actually good or if I remembered it as yeah. being terrible for a reason. Well, we... The well, caravan of garbage from a 
yes. podcast where there was Brain that, was re-released. There was that and like other stuff. Like there was, yeah. I think there was like three or four other videos that just came up on my homepage <laughs> on the Friday. I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> so that Them night... Them cookies got you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that, that night I watched um, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Did you know it made less money than the last Fantastic Four movie? And to this day, it's the highest grossing... Fantastic Four movie. What is? The 2005 one, the one we talked about last Yeah. Yeah, week. that's, yeah. Yeah, I just found that weird that that's the one that made the most. Because, like, the second one's way better. Like, just visually. And also... They're going to be in Doctor Strange. No. Yeah. Yes. Nope. No. Yeah. No. I, I, the I, same I, I person think... that initially said that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were in No Way Home... Has come out and said no, about those reshoots. No, I, I think that Yoan, whatever his name is, is cameoing uh, as Reed Richards. I don't know. I, I think that's just gonna because they went because they did those reshoots around the yeah. time Spider Man came out. Like, oh, cameos are good. All these people loving these things, so they just added in. Yeah, I don't know. Because like, they can still recast a new team. I think if they if they do it. Like they're not going to do Chris Evans. No, it'll just no. be Mr. Fantastic, I, I think. I think so. But, it'll um, just be him. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I don't think, think Jessica Alba would be coming back. No, I, 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 don't, I don't blame her. After watching yeah. the second one, like she's not good. but She's a sexual object in these films. Yeah, but it's also not her fault. Yeah. Like, I was like, apparently in an interview for this like second one, she was like, um, like the director... Was telling her to like cry prettier, and it's saying she, it looked too Yuck. painful. And she got like stabbed in the chest at the end. Oh, like come on, Jessica, look prettier. We'll CG in the tears. It's very. Uh, that's when you kick him in the dick, and just walk out of the room. I guess no, but that's when you called a diva by Hollywood and don't get hired anymore. Mm. Well, I listened to a podcast with Jensen Ackles the other day, and apparently she is a massive diva. So there you go. How does he know? Yeah, how does he know? They her? did. A, they did a show together. Did they? Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. I love Jensen Ackles. He did Michael Rosenbaum's podcast, so I love that. Podcast. He talked about how he got the boys, so it's, it was very interesting to listen oh, to. I have to. Listen to that one. Yeah, he's and, the best. And then, then at the end, he was like, "Oh, I'm about to start shooting this movie with Alec Baldwin." I was like, "Oh, oh don't do that! You can yeah, get shot." Yeah, that, no, they they this got recorded. That's the movie. It was recorded oh, in October, right, yeah. and it came out last week. And he was like. Yeah, I'm going to this place to oh, shoot a movie. That's right, he was in that. <laughs> Rosenbaum's like, oh, he's in it. He's like, bro, Alec Baldwin. I'm like, oh, fuck, no. <laughs> yeah, I was oh. like, oh, God. It was, yeah, it was very Did like. You know, supposedly Jared Padlecki is like a massive little bitch. Is he? Yeah, supposedly like there was something about a Supernatural prequel show got a, like was in the works. Yeah, he, and he spoke Ackles, about that too. Yeah, and Jensen Ackles was like, was like sort of on board, but it, nothing was official. Yeah. And then supposedly when it got leaked, um, Jared Hellicky had a little bitch that like Jensen Ackles hadn't told him. He was like, oh, we're nice if you told me rather than me finding out on Twitter. And it was just like, you know, I see that I'm not involved. And it's like, and then yeah. Jensen Ackles clapped back with like, you were the first person I was going to tell when it became official. Yeah. Like nothing was off the ground. Like it was all just talk. And supposedly... He was a massive bitch about something with Misha Collins' kid and was like, I'm not supporting that. So I suppose Misha Collins, the guy that plays Castiel in Supernatural, like oh, the other yeah, one. Like I, I, I don't yeah, want to hear this. Supernatural I, just lives in like I know, a little I've tiny cupboard I know, in but my supposedly head. he was like, right. had a massive whinge about something that like Jensen Ackles was like super supportive when this kid was doing something and Jared Padlock, he was just like, nah. So supposedly he's a bitch. 
Mm. Allegedly. I don't know. Yeah. It's just been all over my Facebook this morning. <laughs> and you know how Facebook only tells the truth. Yeah, I don't know. It's just multiple different, ever blown out multiple of different news articles about Jen Snackle, but um, but Jared Padley keeping a bitch. I was like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but now if I see anything like negative about a celebrity, I just believe Are you it okay? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> 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 I'm a sip of beer. No, it's There's nothing left. <laughs> That's my problem. <laughs> That's my like <laughs> Things just get blown out of proportion. Yeah, but... um. Anyway, Fantastic Four. Um, I was going to say back to the boys. Do you think Jensen Ackles and what's his name that play Homeland are going to have the graphic gay sex scene that they do in the comics? I don't think so. I fucking... I think he's so funny. Surely they will. Surely Jensen Ackles is going to get bummed aggressively. Like, Soldier Boy's (laughs) going to get bummed aggressively by Homelander and we're going to have to watch it. And everyone's going to be uncomfortable, but it's going to be funny as fuck. But he was... Like, he fell in love with the last villain, so I don't think they're going to do it again. Why not? But also, like, we're getting the... We're getting the orgy in this season, so... I don't know what that. Okay, so I think it's episode four or I five. Have the comic. I started reading it. Yeah. And it's in fun. episode it's, four or five this season, there is a massive like, what's it called? Vort, the company. Yeah. yeah. A Vort endorsed orgy, and it's just all the superheroes just get their fuck on, and suppose we're gonna get to watch it. Right. So, Cat, your orgy <laughs> fantasies are getting a step closer. This is my thing now. Yeah, it? you're the orgy one. Do you I, have the comics? I think it's said you have an orgy, and I was like, no, the comics. Um, no. I have the first bunch of issue, the first volume. Actually, I'll have a look when we I finish started recording. Reading, like, it's not. It's, it's fine. I, I, I didn't read much of it, but I was like, yeah, this has got nothing on the show already. Yeah. Mm, okay, uh, I will not read it then. I'll have a look. I might have it. I don't I'll know. Fi- I'll finish reading it and uh, report back. But yeah, it doesn't really. I think because the show is so of its time now, like yeah. the the comic doesn't really go for that, and it's so graphic, so much more graphic for no reason, right? Like sexually, like the, oh, like, oh, the comic, yes, way yeah. more. Like yeah, like ugh. it's definitely dialed down. The rapiness is definitely dialed down for the TV show, but it's so, like, and that's saying a like. A lot, because yeah. the, there's the a show, lot of still rapey shit in the, the TV the show. The show does rapey stuff, but it has a purpose. Yeah, the comic just sort of does it. Yeah, just to be edgy. Yeah. Like edgelord shit. But that being said, I fucking love that show, and I'm so keen for the third season. When is the third season coming out? June. That's so far away. Yes. Damn it. We would have seen Doctor Strange by then. Yeah. Can we go to the movies and see Doctor Strange together? Yeah, it's like four months away, yeah. sure. Thanks. Anyway, anything else, Nicholas? Um... No, Fantastic Four too good. Um, we didn't really talk about it, but oh <laughs> no! Okay, last week we bitched about Latveria not being in it. It is in the second yeah, one. Yeah, no, it's in the second yeah, one. It's so in the second one. It was so not in the first one. What are you whinging about? I was whinging about the first one. Yeah, cool. It's in the second one. So yeah, don't, but don't that, worry about it. Someone else probably whinged about the first one. They added it in. I was specifically whinging about the first one. Okay, and also <laughs> uh, I believe Galactus is the big purple man inside that cloud. You reckon? Yeah, one hundred percent. You see yeah, his cool. little horns when he goes past the. One of the other planets, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I need to watch the second so, one. Still, yeah, just show I've the big purple man. It. You show couldn't. It was 2007. Commit. No. I can't wait for Marvel to do it, like MCU to do it. I just want to see a giant big purple man. You've just had Thanos. No, but like a giant big, like he's a white man with a big purple hat. <laughs> so he's not a purple man. They're, they're not, they're not going to do Galactus for a while, I don't think. Oh, apparently... What I am excited uh, uh, for, uh, Moon Knight. And apparently there's a Doctor Doom 
Easter egg in it. There's no, it's not. Von Do- no? No, everyone's like, oh, the box says Von Doom, and then it, like, cuts to the outside of the truck, and it... Fuck off. It's Jesus the same, Christ. like, logo when it says something else is what's on the side of the van. Uh, and everyone's like, bummer. it's this in the next frame, and it's like, oh, that was depressing. That being said, Oscar Isaac does a really good British voice, like, British accent. I was yeah. like, holy fuck, is he British? He's not. He's... I need to look up the trailer for this. It's, it I'll put it on the TV in a second. Sick. It's the kind yeah. of shit, like, it's, like... Stuff the movies won't do. Like I'm glad. I, I, I'm I glad just, that there's more TV I, now. I hope it's received well because the the TV is doing something good. Yes. I just hope they get rewarded for it because yes. at the moment, fucking. I think the issue is that like for the general audience, and I'm just gonna wait for the whole thing to yeah. come out. I've learned my lesson. I think for the general audience, the issue is now that like we're gonna get to, like Avengers five or like a different movie in the line, and Kate Bishop's gonna show up, and have half the general audience go, "Who the fuck is this?" Mm. Yeah. And, like, how does she know you, Lane? Like, you know, there's always e- characters e- interacting. That also, they're... don't spoil that for me. I've only watched the first episode. Oh, oh on, my mate. God. No, I'm going to – I'm watching it. I'm watching Came it. Came like eight weeks ago. Yeah, I know. I've been busy. Either <laughs> that or they're, they're going to commit precious screen time to being like, this is Kate Bishop. Yeah, exactly, She's yeah. from – which the, I, I don't think they um, No, because Kevin Feige said if you want to keep up, watch everything. So I think it's just up to the general audience Ooh, that if you're that no, invested in this, it'll be fine. I want to watch Miss Marvel. Is that your foot? Yeah, I just cracked my ankle. No, I th- no, I was on the mic stand. I thought I put my foot on your foot. Oh, no. Miss um, Marvel's going to be good. The yeah. comic is good. Brie Larson's in it. Ew. She'll only be in it for a second. Doesn't matter. Have you read it? Do you want me to? Do you want to borrow my copy? No, I might have someone there. I'll look at the drive in a I second. I have a copy of it. I've got, I've got the digital. Wow. Right, yeah. Anyway, should we wrap this up? I think so, because I want to watch the trailer for me. All right. Um, Kat, take it away. You can find us at Watch It Again Pod at actually podcast Watch Again Podcast on Facebook and Instagram because I changed the name today. Um, what did so you do? I changed it from pod to podcast. It's or always been that. Wait, it's always been podcasts. On the Gmail on accounts pod. No, there was something on Facebook where we were listed as pod, and I was like, oh. no, uh, not anymore. Um, or you can email us at Watch It Again Pod at Gmail um, leave a review, five stars or less. If no, you think not we deserve less. less. We don't have enough to be like, oh <laughs> yeah, you give us one. Huh? Well, um, fuck us. Please don't give us one. <laughs> um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. There's no emails, Jacob. I checked them earlier. Yeah, I was there for that. Um, yeah, I think that's it, Jacob. Um, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week for our big episode 100. Yeah, uh, we're going to have to figure out something special, I guess, to do. Because. All of Marvel. Fuck that. <laughs> what do. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's always sunny and If you have. If you have a suggestion for a quirky topic for us to do for episode 100, please let us know quickly so we can have time to so fucking organize like ourselves yeah, so to record this. But. Yeah, I don't know. We've got it. Yeah. Do I just do a best of and cut all the shit? No, I'm not listening to all of that to cut that together. Scratch no. that. Fuck that off. Um, you can just do a list of like dumb shit we all say. No. Nah. Anyway, um, I'm Jacob. I'm Kat. I'm Nick. And we'll be back next week with the big 100. Thanks for listening. Bye. I'll Ciao. never get COVID. <laughs>